What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Unashamed Podcast, where we discuss all things from faith, fitness, to finance. I'm your host, Sydney, and I'm so glad you're here. Welcome back to the Unashamed Podcast. Um, This episode, we're going to specifically be talking about the finance aspect of Unashamed Podcast. Um, just a little precaution. I have never claimed to be a expert in my faith, um, although I do think that I know where to get some pretty good resources for that. I'm also not an expert in fitness, although I do love it. Uh, I am not a professional. I'm not a certified personal trainer by any means, so take all of my advice with a grain of salt. And I am also 100% positive that I am not an expert in finance. Um, in fact, that is probably the area of my life that I am least confident in, I guess, is how I would word that. Um, but today we're going to talk about it um, and know that where I can get some pretty good resources for it. Um, the Bible actually talks a lot about finance and the importance of, you know, your money um, and where that goes, you know, the first 10%. So today we're actually going to talk about tithing. And I am sure just by mentioning that topic, I have lost several of you. And if this podcast isn't for you, that's fine. You can turn it off. Um, but tithing, I would say probably in today's society is, I would maybe call it a controversial topic, especially in the church today, just because some people are like, oh yeah, absolutely. You like 100% need to tithe. And some people are wishy-washy about it, maybe because they don't understand it. Um, they don't understand the meaning behind it. And then some people maybe really just shut down at that idea of tithing, which we're just kind of, kind of getting into it all today. I'm going to read some Bible verses, but also talk about my own personal experience with tithing. Um, so if this sounds like something you're interested in, please stick, uh, stick around. And even if this is something that you're not 100% sure of, I would still love it if you stuck around because I genuinely do feel like that you could probably maybe learn something. Maybe not from me, but I pray that you hear God through me today um, and that God uses this to just really touch you today. So money. Money is something that I feel like in this world today, I have less and less of all the time. <laughs> I am going to school full-time, um, and I am working two jobs part-time, um, but that doesn't cover the necessity sometimes, and I still feel like, oh my goodness, I can never get ahead, and maybe that's how you feel. Um, you know, it's it's really hard in this day and age, especially the gas prices are just constantly increasing, and I'm like, okay, well, here we are. Um, but anyway, so we're going to talk about tithing and just how that works. So with my two part-time jobs, I still will set aside, um, you know, my 10% to give. Um, and that's really hard for some people to comprehend. It's even hard for me to do because I am thinking the entire time that I'm setting that money aside, oh my goodness, I could be using that for something. Like, I could use that money to put gas in my car, or I could use this money to go get groceries, or, like, it's just really hard to comprehend, like, God gets my first 10%, but then, I again, I have to remember, you know, Sydney, that actually that money was never yours. Um, and so we're just going to go dive right into the word here, and in Proverbs eleven twenty four it says, Give freely and become more wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. And I don't know about you, I love blessing people. Like something about seeing a smile on somebody's face, whether you're paying for their McDonald's, their Starbucks, just something, it could be something so small. I don't know about you, I absolutely love seeing someone get so excited because I was able to bless them. And in this verse, it, it literally says, give freely and become more wealthy. But if you're stingy, 
lose everything. It actually says be stingy and lose everything. And as much as I love being frugal and really working with my finances, in fact, I do cash envelopes. Um, I actually learned from the budget mom. So if you don't follow her, I would highly recommend that. She's great um, and she really breaks it down. Side note. Anyway, um, but I want to be able to give freely um, and become more wealthy. And I don't want to be stingy because I don't want to lose everything. Um, and then in Deuteronomy 14, verse 22, it says, Be sure to set aside a tenth of all your fields produce each year. Um, and so I know that whatever comes in, I'm not always the best at giving. I will be 100% honest, and I am definitely convicted in that area because I know that's what I should do because I know that that wasn't mine to start with. And withholding that, um, I don't know, I just feel really selfish when I do that. I'm like, oh, Sydney, come on, you know that. Now, sometimes I will admit it is just pure forgetfulness because I have so much going on in my head. And sometimes I'm like, oh, well, it, I miss I'll, I miss this you know, this Sunday. I'll, I'll pick it up next Sunday. So it's just like, I just need to be more aware and then just giving with a cheerful heart and understanding that, you know, God gave me these two wonderful jobs that work extremely well with my schedule. I can honor him by giving him the money that was actually not mine in the first place. You know, he opened all these doors for me. And so by me tithing is actually, you know, it's actually work. It's an act of worship. And God can do more with that money than I could ever um foresee doing anything with it so um there was one time uh, in when I was growing up that I was asked to give an offering message and we the church that I grew up in we would have Sunday morning service Sunday night service and then I would go to church on Wednesdays and then Friday nights for our outreach nights um and I'm from a really small town uh, but I absolutely loved that home church because they were one of the few churches that really discussed tithing um after praise and worship, they give about five to ten minutes. It's like, I would probably say more like five. Very short and sweet, but on the importance of tithing and why that's important. Um, and no other church, as I've moved around and gone to school and gone to colleges, have really talked and hit on the importance of tithing. At the end, it's more of like, all right, we're just going to give, you know, thank you for your generosity. And while that's okay, and I'm not bashing that at all, growing up in a church that talked about tithing really instilled that in me. And I also had parents who um, talked about tithing with me, which I'll get into a little bit later. But going back to when I was asked to give an offering message, um, I was like, I was talking to my parents. I'm like, I have no idea what to say in this offering message. When I was like, well, pray about it, you know, just whatever speaks to you. I was like, okay, well, I'll try it. And as I was reading and praying about it, I read the... Um, I read in Matthew chapter 13, um, starting in verse 1. It's actually the whole chapter 13. It doesn't that too long. And it's the parable of the sower. And I'm going to read it to you all because I think it essentially touches perfectly on it can be tithed into so many different things, but I'm going to tie it into tithes here shortly. Um, so it says, That same day Jesus went out to the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him, and he got into a boat and sat in it, while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering this seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow, but when the sun came out, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seeds fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop. 160, 30 times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. 
Now, if you skip down um, to verse 18, so Matthew 13, verse 18, it says, Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on the rock, rocky ground, refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop, yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. And I don't know about you, but you can take this parable and apply it to many different aspects of your life, whether that's the way you're living your life or the way you have lived your life. But for me, I take that and like, let's, if I were to take that parable and look at it from my financial perspective, you can take your finances and you can go spend them wherever you'd like. But if you're not giving them, you're not giving God your first 10%, then what are you doing? It's just a, I think this parable is great because not only can you apply it to your finances, but you can apply it to your life like I mentioned earlier. Um, but when I gave this, I encourage people to look and say, you know, where, where's your heart? Because it also comes back to like giving, you need to give with a good heart posture and actually you need to give with a cheerful heart, which is really hard for me to understand, especially when I was little. But are you sowing seeds? where there, there's no chance for the seed to take root? Or are you sowing seeds where they can take root a little bit, but when they grow, they begin to get choked up? And maybe you're getting wrapped up in the actual idea of wealth because believe me, when I tell you it would be nice to have a gobs and gobs of money, it would be nice to have gobs and gobs, gobs, and gobs of money. Um, unfortunately, that's just not where I'm at in life right now. But um, by putting my finances and my giving God my first 10%, you know, I'm saying, God, you know, I trust you and I honor you. Um, and not only that, but like, like I said earlier, giving with a cheerful heart, it kind of reminds me of a story from when I was little. So when I was little, um, you know, like I said, I grew up in church. You know, my parents were elders in the church for a very long time. And I wasn't that old. I want to say I was like, five, six, seven, um, kind of old enough to understand the idea of tithing, but not, not really understanding the actual logistics behind it, if you will. And so I remember it was my birthday and I think I got $10 in a card. It was some nice whole number. And I remember getting so excited. I was like, yes, I got $10. You know, that means I got to go to the Dollar Tree and pick out 10 things because that's what was going through my mind. I know that's not how that works, people, but that's what was going through my mind. And I was so excited. And my mom and my dad were just like, now, you know, Sydney, you have to give God your first per- your first 10% because, you know, that's, that's how we honor God. And I was like kind of puzzled. And I remember this like so well, really puzzled. And I was like, what's 10%, you know, of $10, like a good whole t- crisp $10 bill I had just gotten. They're like, well, it's, it's a dollar. And I was like, a dollar? You're telling me I will no longer get this crisp 
$10 bill, but I'm going to have to give that to you. And you're going to have to give me back a five and four ones. And because the, the other one I was going to give to the church, okay? So, like, just bear with me. I know how to do math. But I was just, like, baffled by that. And my mom was like, oh, Sydney, and also, like, something to remember, like, the Bible does say you need to give with a cheerful heart. And I was like, this woman already told me that I had to give a dollar, okay? A dollar out of my ten in the offering bucket. And now she's telling me I have to do it with a smile on my face? Because that is that was exactly what was going through my head. And I remember sitting in church and we prayed because they actually, we, we had kids, we had church and then we had kids in church, which I also love because they catered the message to kids. So we actually did that in um, kids in church and they had offering time there too, which is how I started kind of learning and understanding the logistics behind it. But I remember sitting there and we always pray before offering, you know, and I was sitting there praying with my head bowed. I was holding on to that dollar and I was like, I was just sitting there thinking, like, she told me I had to give with a cheerful heart after she already told me I had to give a dollar out of my ten. Like, I was I was hurt in church over this dollar. And I remember walking up to the offering bucket with a fake smile on my face just to say that I gave with a cheerful heart and putting it in the offering bucket and being like, I gave with a cheerful heart. But little did I know that those acts that my parents were instilling in me and the things that I was learning in church were going to transform the way that I viewed tithing. They transformed my heart, my heart posture. Um, anytime I was going through something, um, I was simply, I, I would remain faithful in tithing. And I would just say, God, I trust you in every aspect of my life. God, you have never failed me. God, you, I know that you can do more with this than I could ever possibly imagine to do with it. That I could do anything with. So, God, I trust you. God, have, have, have all of me. And not even just when I was going through something, really any time, because God always shows up. Even when I can't see it, he's working. There's a song out there, and it is so true. Even when I can't see it, if, even when things aren't going my way, God, I, I, I trust you. And I just saw God show up over and over and over again. And one testimony I do want to give for my tithes. And my mom actually gave this at church one time, but it, I'm not joking. When it wrecked me, y'all, it wrecked me. I was getting ready to move to college in the fall. And I was going a ways away, like a few hours away from my hometown. And I had myself a cute little car who got me through high school. You know, she did the job. Um, <laughs> and I named her Beige Betty, okay? <laughs> well... Beige Betty was kind of on her last leg, and my dad was really worried that she was not going to get me from point A to point B in college, especially in, you know, super bad weather conditions, you know, from Missouri, you know, you never kind of, you never know what weather we're going we're gonna to get, and so he's like, you need to think about saving for a new car, and I was like, oh, I wasn't planning on that, so my finances are a little short. But I was like, okay, you know what? Nothing is impossible for God. Nothing is impossible for God. And I kept telling myself that. And I was like, okay, Sydney. It's like, so I'm going to pray. So I started praying. I'm like, God, just send me a car. Send me a reliable car. And while I continued to pray, I continued to give faithfully. Because I knew, I was like, God, you can do more with this money than I could ever imagine doing with it. And some of you may be like, you could have used that money 
for a car. I could have, but I knew that God can reach more and do more with that money than I could have ever done. And I wanted to be faithful to him in every aspect of my life. And so I was praying hard. Um, And during this season, actually, my family went through a loss. My great-grandma, so my mom's grandma, passed away. And we were on our way somewhere one day when my mom got a call from her dad, because it was my grandpa's mom that passed. And he was talking about how she had this car just sitting, and it had been sitting for a while. But back in the day, this was a luxury car, okay? And my grandpa goes on to tell my mom he doesn't know what they're going to do with it because, like, they don't need it. My mom was like, well, maybe you guys want it, you know, just to have an extra car. My grandpa was like, no, we don't want it. And my mom, like, jerks her head around, and she was like, how much is this car going to be? And my grandpa was like, well, why? And he he was like, well, or my mom said, well, Sydney really needs a new newer car. doesn't need to be brand spanking new, but just a newer car to get her – you know, to college in the fall. He's like, let me check on it. So he checks on it, and I get a call back. Y'all, when I say there was nothing but God's hand in this, and I don't mean that in a rude way against, um, you know, my great-grandma passing, but you have to you have to see God's hand in this. Um, I got this car for, when I tell you a steal of the deal, it wasn't free, um, but it was not, it wasn't anything fancy. But I remember going to my mom, in the office, she was doing the bills or something, and I remember going, Mom, I prayed for this, and she just looks at me, I said, no, like, I legitimately, I prayed for this car, and I had been giving faithfully, because I knew that God would provide, and look at how he showed up, and I just, like, her face, and, like, she knew it was all God, but, like, me telling her that I prayed for this, like, this was a thing that I had set, I had set my mind like this I know I need a new car but God I need you to show up because I only you can help provide in this way and so that was just like a really cool like testimony of like how God used my faithfulness and my tithing but my faithfulness in every aspect of my life and so when you go all in with God I really do believe that you need to go all in and when I say all in not just with your giving him your heart um believing with your heart but trusting him in every aspect of your life. And so for me personally, that was trusting him with my finances. And that's really hard. Like I said, continue today, even, um, continuing into today, you know, going to, I'm in grad school, working two jobs, you know, gas is high, but at the end of the day, I know that my God will never fail me. And my Lord always shows up and he always provides for me. And he is the ultimate provider. So I hope you found some a little bit of an encouragement in this. I hope you saw my heart. I hope you got to experience a little bit of my silly, goofy personality. Um, but also, if you're listening, I would love for you to rate the podcast, uh, follow along. That would be great. Um, and I look forward to sharing my heart with you in several more episodes and hopefully getting some guests on here pretty soon. Uh, so thanks for listening today, and I hope you have the best rest of your week. So be blessed, y'all.